Merch alert! You asked and we delivered. The Royals of Malibu now has merch. We've got so much to choose from, like Team Easton or Team Reed or Team Isaac hoodies and hats. Some fun items like Do Not Dim My Sparkle t-shirts or Ugly Hot hoodies. Plus, plenty of accessories too, like our Trom mugs, AirPod cases, tote bags, stickers, and more. We'll be sharing new drops, sales, and much more on our socials at the Royals of Malibu, so be sure to follow along. That's at the Royals of Malibu. Check out the merch website at emeraldaudio.myshopify.com. That's emeraldaudio.myshopify.com. Emerald Audio is now an imprint of Diversion Audio, focusing on female-led storytelling. And now for part two of The Royal Boys with Alyssa McKay. Anyway, speaking of videos... Oh, shut up, dude. You don't have to transition. Just just talk. Just talk. You don't have to be clever. Okay, well, Reed told Isaac about there the video, and Isaac is the one that found it. And this is a very interesting part of the episode for me, because Ella gets upset that um, Isaac helped, and she's like, I-, I think that maybe you just overstepped the boundary. <laughs> That's what she says to him. Yeah. <laughs> When he just solved the whole thing that they've been trying to solve the whole season, she's mad at him, which is just so funny to me. And I don't know. How did you feel about that, Alyssa? Were there any moments when you were like, Ella, girl, I don't agree with you? I mean, I don't know. Because, I mean, what I've been taught about acting is, like, you have to understand the motive behind everything that your character does. And you have to stand behind it. So, like, I guess, like, Alyssa, me, myself – Uh, You know, if I didn't like him, that'd be a separate conversation, you know, separated from solving this mystery. But I mean, I can understand kind of like where she's coming from with that. But I think it kind of manifested itself in in the wrong way, in the wrong um, time and place. Like, I think that was just kind of her point where she was like, you know what? There's probably a reason why I'm not feeling positive about this. Um, Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I also think that there's you know, this thing that people do, especially when you're younger and you're in a relationship where you know that the writing's on the wall and you know you're probably going to break up or Mm -hmm. you want you like, so you start looking for things to bother you. You start making things up or you start like blaming people for things in a way that puts distance between you. It could be conscious or subconscious, but I think this is one of those situations where she knows that she has to make a decision I think she's sort of already made up her mind and this is her way of being like, that's something I don't like and I'm going to make a bigger deal of it than I really should because it's just going to make it easier when I break up with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And he probably gets it too because he's, this is when he really gives the ultimatum. Like I'm leaving tonight, come with me or, or we're done. Yeah. Alyssa, what was it like being an actor romantically involved in like a love triangle, like with, with two people was that a challenge to go back and forth from these two actors and performers or did it feel natural was oh. it easy <laughs> sound bad if i'm like yeah it was easy like, <laughs> like <I'm- laughs> no it sounds really cool i mean it was fun I, i'm not gonna i i like like stepping outside of my real life and getting to do all these things that Alyssa does not get to do so i'm like you know what i'm just enjoying it <laughs> so <laughs> i was having oh, a good time yeah. Live your life, girl. Live your life, girl. (laughs) Yeah, that's the beauty of acting. You didn't play things that you would never do. 
Yeah. Right. Like when I get to play like a cool guy. A cool, confident, <laughs> funny guy. Yeah. So after they team up and Ella's like, not cool, Isaac, way overstepping. <laughs> Reed volunteers to go tell Brooke that they've that the jig is up and that they've got the original, which I think, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but I think is an important plot point that might come back later. So Reed goes off to talk to Brooke. Uh, mm -hmm. And in the meantime, yeah. Ella goes and finds Easton, right? Or I'm sorry, is it? Set, is yes. It? Yes. Yes. Ella finds Easton. Yeah. And I love this scene because for multiple reasons, one, like you alluded to earlier, Alyssa, I love the relationship and the bond between Easton and Ella. Um, they really become like brother, sister. They have a really nice little rapport. Mm -hmm. um, do you have like anybody in your life that is like that for you? Um, like a non-biological like brother figure almost other than me and Chris? Obviously. Yeah. Um, definitely like my, my foster brother, my foster brother, Ben, him and I are like, I, you know, cause when you like, I moved in when I was 14. So you kind of, you know, you don't grow up together, but him and I are, he's like my brother. We're very, very close. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. what's, what's so nice about the scene though, is like they could joke around and he gives her brilliant advice about how to order a drink with it when you don't have an ID, just like kind of look through your purse while he like, yeah. and the guy just gets bored and just gives you the drink. But he's also like, I'm not an addict. I don't need to go to rehab. I just get sloppy sometimes. Which is really sad to me. Like that's another reason I love the scene because it's like that's he clearly has a problem, and now he's like it. He's just talking in a way that's like, oh shit, he's gonna fall right back into that trap. And I think mm -hmm. Ella realizes that too. And it's just another thing in this episode that she has to worry about. Um, I don't know. Did you guys get that impression at all that like this is bad? He like sounds so good, but it's this isn't. This is gonna take a. A, a bad turn i i definitely i mean yeah again i i mean i my i grew up in a family of drug addicts and so i i feel like you know recognizing the pattern it's just like it's like right in front of me um and i think for ella too you know there's probably some unspoken things i think that she you know has experienced prior to you know moving to malibu and stuff and yeah i definitely uh, with the with the finale i, I i'm definitely um focused on on Easton and, and where his story will go because it sounds not great. Yeah. Yeah. He, he has a line where he's like, I OD'd one time. It's not a big deal. And it's just like, oh boy, what a dangerous outlook. Yeah. And it's so yeah. sad because you feel like he was getting better. And I mean he's even drinking seltzer water, but he's like talking in a way that's like, dude, this is well, he, and at the down. very end of the episode, in a few minutes, he's someone said that they saw him ripping shots at the bar. So he's already drinking again by the end of this episode. So I think you're right. Like looking into the future, the not so distant future, it's there's some big concerns and red flags for Easton. Mm -hmm. We hope he gets. We hope he gets the help he needs. Yeah. But then we have a couple of breakups. We have. We have Savannah breaking up with Easton and we have Tam who shows up and breaks up with Valerie. And I don't want to like. Also, the the last episode, Brooke broke up with Callum, which technically is the same event. So right. So this is the. Everybody breaking up. 
the third like breakup the COVID, so far. The COVID of events. Yeah. <laughs> where everybody broke up. It's a mass, it's a mass breakup. And but what's amazing is both of them, everyone takes the breakup so chill. So chill. I know. That's what I said. Every, I said the same thing. Everyone's like, okay, you're right. I just want you to be happy. It's for the best. Like, no one's like, what? <laughs> we had so much. How can you do this? I don't know. I mean, it maybe it's a, is this how people break up now? I don't think so. Not for me. I'm crazy. <laughs> Yeah. I, burn, I burn that shit down. Yeah. Also, like Tam and Val had the most toxic relationship in the world. You're going to tell me their their breakup is going to be clean? Get out of town. Well, but she shows up at this party to break up with her face to face. This is the same woman who FaceTimed herself hooking up with another girl at college. <laughs> That's crazy. Now she's like, I have to do the right thing. It's like you were boning on FaceTime. <laughs> also, she like blames it on Val too. She was like, this relationship has made you crazy. Yeah. And Val's like, yeah. it's okay. I still love you. And they go dancing. I just like, I do want to see one breakup. Obviously, there's some tumultuousness with Alyssa and, excuse me, Ella and Reed. But, you know, over the season. But I do want one of these breakups to be like, chaotic and messy and emotional at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do think it also cheapens the relationship a little bit. If it's not hard, even if you know, it's the right thing. I've had relationships that I've, where I've been the one to break it off. And it's still, I'm, I don't walk away being like, Oh, well that was easy. It's still torturous. It's so hard. Even if you know it's the right thing. This is perfect segue, so I don't even have to do one of mine. But like Ella goes to the balcony to call Lucy because she wants advice. And Lucy mm-hmm. literally says, being honest with someone is harder for you, but it's nicer to them. Which is exactly what you were just saying, Chris. Um, yep. And I, I really love this moment that Ella, in all this chaos, calls her one like parental figure that she could trust. And um, she tells her to do what's best for you. And even if you do make the wrong choice, I'll be here and we'll figure it out. But sometimes you just got to be selfish. And I think it's really wonderful advice. But then we go right back to the amicable breakup because Isaac hears this whole thing. is like, it's me, right? I got to go. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. I love you. And this was so fun. That was and then he leaves. like the worst, like absolute worst scene I had to film out of like both of the seasons. Were you guys there when I when I did that scene? No, no, I never met Edgar. Oh, yeah. It was like, I don't know what came over me because there were like some scenes where I'm like, this is going to be a hard day. I already know this is going to be a hard day. And, you know, I walk in with that expectation. I'm like, oh, that wasn't that bad. That's fine. Um, This was not one of those scenes that I thought I would be like, like personally like connected to. And there was nothing in my real life to tie back to it at all. It just like, I, I don't know what it was. It was like the way he said, like, it's me, isn't it? Before I could even get my line out for the first take, tears. Like, just, like, uncontrollable, like, wow. ugly crying. I was, oh, like, wow. ugly crying. I'm not, like, 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 snot. Like, terrible. Like, just, like. The, like Viola Davis. Yes. Snot bubbles. Yeah, I don't know what was, like, happening to me. I was, like, I was, like, I'm so sorry. I, I told everyone. I was, like, I'm so embarrassed right now. I don't know why I'm, like, reacting this way. And obviously, like. Ella isn't crying. Like, I need to get it together because this isn't even really working for the scene. I'm just so emotional. And we had to do it, like, 
five or six times before. So when you hear I'm like all sniffly and I'm like, I sound like I'm about to cry. It's because we did so many takes and I just kept crying every time. Like I think in like the one line that got me and even when I listened to it back last night and I heard this, I was like, fuck, like that. It just hits so hard. It's like even after like I tell him this, whatever, he still looks at me like I'm his favorite person in the world. And mm. I, it's just the writing of that like just hit me so yeah. deep. I like it. I, I like cried really hard when we when we recorded that. That's I was going to ask you because I can hear I can hear that in your voice, which was really wonderful. Well, what other scenes was that the case? You said there were some scenes when you came in knowing that that was going to happen. Do you have any? Yeah, examples um, of that. Season one with David, when you know he attacks Ella, that was like very very hard. I was like very like. You know what I mean? Like it just makes it makes me uncomfortable. It makes everyone in the room uncomfortable. Like you know, it, it felt like it was one of those scenes where I feel like everyone was kind of like holding their breath, and it was like, like also kind of like when you know um, Armin is like crying uh, at the end of the, of the finale too. And I remember being in the booth, and like my shoulders are just like up in my ears, and I'm like, this is like it's it's such a good feeling, but also like so uncomfortable because it's so good. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. it's like what Chris was saying when people were like, I'm uncomfortable listening to your romantic scenes it's like well yeah yeah that's the human experience sometimes you feel uncomfortable yeah so that breakup oh that's that's such a great behind the scenes story because we weren't there for that so uh that goodbye was really hard for you that's so sweet yeah no it was it was very hard the um, the guy who played isaac he was so sweet and so nice and he was really smart like you know when people just speak and they're like using big words and shit but not in a way that's like obnoxious like he was using it correctly and like it flowed like it was just part of his vocabulary i'm like damn this guy is smart so he was very smart and very funny and very nice and i I like like how sweet he played isaac i i think that like his character, like at least to me reading the script, it could have been taken multiple ways. Like he could have, you know, played it in a way where he was challenging Reed or he, you know, he could play like a more submissive, sweet um, man. And I, I think that I really like the direction that he chose with him. Was was this the last scene that you did with him? Did you do it in that kind of order or did you guys have yeah. more scenes after this one? No, I think it. I, I, I think it was the last scene. It was like one of the only actors that I actually got to do all the scenes in like chronological order with. So, we. Yeah. I think that was also why it was hard because I think when we did it, I can't remember if it was one day or two days. I think it might have just been one day, but it was like starting from the very beginning, like the the opening scene of the first episode, all the way to you know like our dates and like you kind of build this momentum with somebody. Um, and there's you know there's no real breaks or it was the last day, so they were like. No breaks. We got to go. Right. You know, so it was like just like a roller coaster of emotions. I think that that might have been what played into it. But yeah, it was very like surprisingly emotional to, to record. Yeah, that was the hardest part of recording this show. And I mean, you had it so much worse because you had to jump from actual in the scene to narration and then back but going from like all right we're gonna do a funny scene okay because we didn't do it chronologically and then we might just jump to like a really hard like a scene that had sexual assault or with a breakup or whatever and then back to a light fun scene at the bar and it's like whoa this is like real roller coaster yeah well i i will say that like everyone from um the pod people especially uh, matt and ashton like 
they were all so supportive and so kind and like there were hugs every day in the studio like if there was a hard scene like like they all made sure that you know everyone was okay before moving forwards and I also thought that that was very special because I'm sure you guys know like in this industry there is no time to make sure that people are okay sometimes it's just you know, time is money. But um, I, I think that the team was, was very receptive to everyone's feelings and it was really important to me. So I really appreciated that. Yeah, they were great. They were really great. And then we have our grand finale, which she, she cuts ties with Isaac, and then she runs off to have our fairy tale ending with Reed. And I like that, you know, she can't find him, <clears throat> she can't see him, and then she, you, you know, it's it's all audio, but you can see her like running and jumping, and you know that slow mo across the room thing. I thought the way they sound designed it, it was really great. Yeah. It was really yeah. like there was a lot of really great music in this episode. The, this part felt very ro- end of rom com music. Mm-hmm. Before that, they had like really good jazz music, and then yeah. in the next part, we also had great music. But yeah, I felt like that end end of the rom com climax. I love the moment between Ella and Reed where he's like, I- "I'm the guy, I'm the guy." That was I very know, so cute. cute. It was cute, um, and you were like, "It's always been you, Reed Royal." That was that was really cute. Yeah, so cute. It was so cute. It was so cute. Nick Easton was taking shots at the bar all by himself with his thumb up yeah. his butt. So <laughs> was he, we, or was he on a roof? Well, so we have this great resolution, and then she, Ella drags Reed into the closet. They're gonna consummate their new relationship or something, or they're gonna <laughs> rob people's pockets. We don't know, and then. The music stops. There's a kerfuffle outside, and they come to find out that Brooke has fallen to her death. Bum bum bum. Nothing. Nobody. Nobody has anything to say. <laughs> That's. Okay. I mean, it was. It was. I. I remember reading this in the script and was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, I did not see that coming. Me, me and Hannah were reading this the um the script. We were literally laying by the pool at our hotel, like tanning. Like like it, it, this was genuinely like a movie scene. And I, I'm a fast reader, so I was ahead of her a few pages. And I went, oh! and she went, what, what? Actually, don't tell me. You're ahead of me. Wait, but what? Tell me what happens. Like she was freaking out. And I said, dude, just read it. So then we're sitting there. I'm like on my phone, whatever. And she goes, oh! and I was like, yeah, yeah. It, it was twenty minutes later. <laughs> Maybe ten. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you take your time, Hannah. Nick Nick went to speed reading camp when he was in high school, so that's true. That's a true story. I've never heard of that speed reading camp. Are you joking? Yeah, I'm not nope, joking. It's real. <laughs> I, I wish I, I went was. To a they called it camp so that it might sound fun. I think it was just like basically summer school, and I had to go and learn how to read a little faster. I just want to let you guys know for people that aren't watching, Nick's face is like bright. It's like almost as red as his mic right now. <laughs> He's so yeah. embarrassed. Uh, but I drove to that class. <laughs> when you drive to a reading class, you really got to reanalyze what's going on in your life. Yep. 
So yeah, we find out Brooke is dead. They think she was pushed off this rooftop and then, Mm -hmm. and then it ends. That's it. That's the end of the season. We are left with a dead Brooke and no answers and so many questions. And that leads me to my big question for both of you. Who do you think killed Brooke? And for our listeners, I want to point out, we, the three of us do not know the answer because we have not been told by the writers. We, we don't know if or what's going to happen. I know that there are some people who read the books might think they know what happened, but we've deviated a lot from the books. So nobody talking on this thing actually knows. Yeah. Alyssa, who do you think? Uh, okay, I have two theories, and, but they're kind of lame. I, I just feel like they're not like juicy. But my, my first theory is Dinah, which I feel like that's kind of like – an obvious like I feel like it can't be because it's just too obvious like if that was it I'd be like ah really but that so that's my first one just because it makes the most sense in my brain but also like I don't know if I'm honest it like like maybe she jumped I don't know like I just like think that like her coming to the realization that her entire thing just fell apart um and there's really no backtracking and like the pregnancy thing like all of that is like very 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 bad for the branches launch for the for you know her potential husband and future like i don't know that was like also something that crossed my mind yeah that's definitely possible i think that's a great guess um yeah well she jumped or she slipped it was an accident or something um because You know, she she just had a breakdown. I mean, she like flipped out on stage. She attacked Ella, and then she disappears. So because like yeah. also like wasn't there? I could be um, wrong, but like didn't like Dinah and Brooke have an agreement about like sharing the money? And if Ella told Dinah, "You can have it. I don't care." Dinah doesn't want to share. You know what I mean? Right. That could lead to a push. I don't know. I think that's also that's a good, good one. That's a good theory, Nick. What do you think? I think Isaac did it 100% Isaac. Isaac? Why? Yeah, I think because of the timing with which he left, he has already established he would do anything for Ella. He was very clearly in tune with how Crazy Brooke was acting, retold mm-hmm. him everything. We don't know how that discussion went. He found the video. So he's already snooping around doing more than we thought he was doing. Yeah. And he's just a little too nice to be believable. I wow. think he went up there and pushed her off. I love that. And actually, I changed my theory to agree with Nick because that is in like, oh, like imagine him being like, like, you want a bad boy? I'll show you like what a bad boy is. You think Reed would do anything for you? Well, I'll, I'll kill for you. Like that is like such yeah. a good plot twist. <gasps> Maybe I, he should have just like smoked a cigarette and worn a leather jacket and not jumped straight to murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really went from zero to 60. I mean. Again, this is another like another season where they're really putting Reed in a shitty position because right before Ella runs up and kisses him, he's like, I just spoke to Brooke. And then she kisses him and he says that. He says, I just spoke to Brooke. And and he was the last one to talk to her that we know of. Um, right. So And Reed has anger issues. He has been known to get violent and he's also known to do anything to protect his family and the people he loves. So I think, I don't think it was Reed, but I think there's an argument to be made. I think there's also an argument to be made that Callum did it. I think Callum, he, I mean, 
Callum has just found out all this information. He just found out she's not pregnant, that he was blackmailing his family with a fake, uh, you know, a deep fake that he, that she dumped him. I mean, he knows about all of the, the trust and he's like, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix this. I could see a situation where if he didn't like murder her, he was there when she fell. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's why the writers are so brilliant because I didn't even think about how many people have a motive to have done this. So I I know it could have been anybody. It really could have been anybody. Yeah, they, they really set it up nicely at the beginning of the episode with like getting everybody involved in some way that you could look back and be like, oh, it could be this person. Yeah, I mean, it could have been Tam. Throughout the episode, this is just like a side note, I loved hearing like the voiceovers from other characters' perspectives this season. I just thought that that was so cool and so interesting and like refreshing. You know what I mean? I really like that. Yeah, we have talked about that like Brooke last episode and that was my a, a very fun thing for me to be able to do in my one episode. And as I said, when we talked about that episode on this podcast, it gave me such a greater respect for what you do, Alyssa, because it's really hard to go from narrating your inner monologue to living out a scene. It's really challenging and you have done it for two seasons and you've done it wonderfully. So. Kudos Everyone thinks that we do that like separately. I, I didn't even really think about like, oh yeah, I guess that is kind of hard, huh? Because there was like somewhere like it's like one line after the like I want to say this, and then I have like an actual line in the scene, and it's like, but I don't. You know what I mean? Like right. it's like the fast ones, yeah. It's wild. It's yeah, very it's, hard. It's acting gymnastics. It's crazy. You're really great. You do it so effortlessly. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. You know what? You know what is not done effortlessly. Me saying the word effortlessly, effortlessly. Yeah. (laughs) You're not a good speaker or a good reader. What do you bring to the table? I think is the question that all the listeners after 12 episodes really want to know. What do you do? I bring a royal decree. (gasps) Is it time for royal decrees? Well, let's quickly just put a button on it. That's where we leave season two. We don't know what's going to happen. There's a dead body. Uh, Reed and Ella are back together. Isaac's gone back to San Francisco. Reed is drinking again. Or excuse me. Easton is drinking again. Savannah's single. Valerie's single. Our, but our, our crew is being thrown into a whole Nick new is single. Web. Nick <laughs> is single. A whole new web of chaos and uh, intrigue. And so. Yeah. A, a really season. great ending to a, a great, great season. season. Yes. But now let's do some royal decrees. What do you say, Nick? Hear ye, hear ye. A royal decree. All right, Alyssa, you go first. I guess my royal decree is that we should eradicate the use of top sheets. And I think that we should only have a fitted sheet on the bed. I'm 100% with you. Disagree more with you. I so disagree. Wow. Yeah, you really. I feel like I have a straight jacket and like they're hard to make the bed. I don't even know how to make the bed with the top sheet. So I just throw it it's under my bed. Like snaps. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> Nick makes his bed like a psycho in the army. Like, <laughs> not saying people in the army are psycho, but a psycho who happens like to be in, in the army. Yeah. Like, he, it's like with a measuring tape and a ruler. I don't have a top sheet. I don't like a top sheet because every time I use a top sheet, it ends up being curled up into a ball and I toss it to the side anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. Why are you sleeping like a freaking rock'em sock'em robot? What's the difference, Nick? What's the difference <laughs> between a top um, sheet and no adulthood. top Adulthood. Why? Why? Why does having looks- an extra sheet make you an adult? That makes no sense. It looks nicer. Look at that. Look at that fold. Nick, I got news for you. And Nobody's looking at your blanket. bed. Nobody <laughs> is looking at your bed. No one has looked at your bed for a very long time. Yeah. So, Didn't you say you were sick? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that's a good royal decree. I just hate it, but it's a good royal decree. I love it. I want to normalize removing top sheets. I think you should be able to buy a set of sheets without a top sheet at all because yeah. I have a closet full of top sheets. Do you know how bad I feel? Like just throwing it to the side. I'm like, this is so unnecessary. It really is. Great royal decree, Alyssa. Chris? Yeah, I have a royal decree. I think this is fitting because this is our final episode. I think uh, my decree is listen to more podcasts. Alyssa, we were talking about this earlier, I think off the pod, but what I'm so proud of with the Royals of Malibu is I think it has opened up a a new audience and introduced a new audience and a new generation to this new medium, this audio medium of storytelling. And I encourage everybody who's still listening to, while you're waiting for hopefully some more Royals of Malibu, find another podcast that interests you. There's so many great fiction podcasts. There's nonfiction podcasts. If you have an interest, like a hobby, just Google that hobby plus podcast and I guarantee you there is something there for you to listen to. Uh, there's so many great things. I'm going to plug one that I've done in the past. It's called The Truth Podcast. Uh, there's a series called The Body Genius. It's a five-part uh, murder mystery comedy. Uh, it's so funny, The Body Genius. But there are so many great ones. And uh, I was so proud of this one and to be able to be a part of it. And I hope that people will continue to expand and adapt and adopt uh, this medium as one of their primary sources of entertainment and learning and knowledge. Yeah, that's great. I'm actually going to be on another podcast next week. Oh my gosh. Can we announce it? Can you tell? Yeah. Yeah. Because by the time this airs, I, um, the office ladies podcast, uh, interviewed me for the episode of the office I was on and that will, that will come out next week. So listen to that. That's so exciting. For those of you who don't know, The Office Ladies is a re-listen podcast that Jenna Fisher and Angela Tinsey do, Kinsey do for The Office. So they they do exactly what we've done. In fact, they're the ones who inspired us to make this podcast, but they do it for The Office. And Nick was on an episode of season nine, episode seven? Of five. Episode five of The Office. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. He's so funny in it. And Nick was interviewed for the Office Ladies podcast, which is so cool. What a full circle moment. But um, awesome. that that will lead into my royal decree. Great royal decree by both of you. And also fitting because this is our uh, last episode of the season. And because we have um, you here, Alyssa, and Chris, of course. Um, my royal decree is that you make more things. Make things. Um, I'm extremely proud that... Chris, you and I got to make this podcast, this re-listen podcast, that the three of us were part of a team that made the Royals of Malibu. And we loved it so much that um, Chris and I just kind of picked up microphones and recorded a uh, sample episode of the Royal Boys. And now we got to do it. We did 13 episodes. And um, 
it's been so fun to do with you, Chris, but also to see people uh, interact and engage and listen to it. Um, and it's been a really uh, powerful and inspiring uh, journey. And I think this is also fitting to say because, Alyssa, you are the queen of making stuff um, with your content. You are so brilliant um, with social media and building brands. And it's very inspiring to me. Um, and I'm glad that we got to make this. I hope that this is just the first of many things. And I encourage everyone to find what they're interested in and don't wait for somebody to give you permission. Just, just go do it. Love that. I think that's great, Nick. That's a great message. It's so true. Uh, it might feel stupid or weird or pointless, but you just keep throwing the work out there if you're passionate about it. And, and eventually people will take notice. And you never know who's who's watching. Or listening. Or listening. What a treat. Alyssa, do you have anything coming up that you want to talk about or plug? Uh, where can our listeners find you? Although I have a sneaking suspicion that everybody listening knows exactly who you are and where to find you. Yeah, you could just look up Alyssa McKay on everything and I, I should pop up. Um I have acting projects coming up. I can't really like talk about them, but stay tuned for that and um, check out my clothing brand, Beyond Lost. Woo. Where can they find that? Um, beyondlost.com. Okay. And Beyond you... Lost NYC on Instagram. Are those the are those the sweatshirts that you would wear in the booth? Yeah, with the rhinestones. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Chris, yeah. we got to get some matching pairs. Yeah, Nick just wants to match clothing and <laughs> uh, accessories with me. That's all he wants to do. <laughs> it's because when we were younger and we would like go to Easter mass, my dad would dress us in the same tie and the same suit and our classmates would make fun of us. You, uh, have you say younger, but it was last year. It was it was last <laughs> Easter. That's so cute. Uh, I do want to say this, Alyssa, you are our final guest of the season, but to a person, Every single guest we have had on our show has mentioned and gone above and beyond to talk about how specifically great you are and how surprisingly um, blown away they are by you. And the people who have been on who have worked with you talk about your kindness and your level of professionalism and your generosity. And I just want to echo that, especially because I feel like you know, we, I had great experiences with everybody, but Reed and Ella have a special relationship and it's, it's something that can be uncomfortable if you're not comfortable with your acting partner, if you don't trust them. And you were just such a gracious and wonderful acting partner and, and such a wonderful person. And so I'm just so grateful that I got to share this experience with you. And uh, thank you so much for sharing it with me. Thank you. I, I relay that back to, to you two as well and, and to literally everyone that that I worked with. Like you guys you guys made it easy and you guys made it fun. So, you know, it's it goes two ways. I, I, I would not have been able to to do what I did if I if it weren't for, for you guys as well. Oh, That's thanks. very sweet. Yeah. Every every project needs a leader and we were very, very lucky to to have you uh, as ours. Yes. Thank you. Alyssa McKay, you're a star. I hope this is uh, not the end, but um, regardless, you have some fans and some friends for life. No, oh, you guys are so sweet. I love you all. Thank you. You guys are so sweet. 
Well, we love you too. Uh, our listeners, thank you so much for sticking with us for this season. This has been really a treat. Nick, it has really been an honor to do this with you. You're the best. I know I give you a lot of shit on this, but uh, I love you, buddy, and I hope we get to keep doing I this. I love you too. To many more. This is just the beginning. Yes. All right. One final time. We will see you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.